catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Happy November. Um, There's just been so much going on in the world this week. Yesterday was election day. So no matter how you feel about the results this morning, just know that God is still on the throne. He's still present and he is still over all of this. Okay. This whole world is his. So there. Um, It is just always times like these where it may be um, hard for us not to be like in our feelings about life. Um, the status of our country, and, uh, you know, just everything else going on. And I just want to encourage y'all to remember that above all else, like God is not surprised by anything that goes on um, in the world. And so we will not be shaken because God is in control. Amen? Amen. Okay, so November marks the um beginning of like the official holiday season right um so there's thanksgiving and then christmas and then new year's like all of these holidays are just very much so quickly approaching and the holiday season can be a time of like great joy and reflection um but for some people it is a time of like great angst and anxiety um everyone does not have the same life experiences Um, And this time of year just may not be one that makes you, you know, feel very celebratory. Um, And honestly, this whole year has many people just not wanting to celebrate nothing. Um, But as the year year, uh, comes to a close, I really feel led to uh, dive into our feelings and just kind of how to manage our emotions, right? Um, God has called us to be emotional people. He wants us to feel love and joy and peace and to have like emotional connections with others. Um, But then on the other hand, we may feel, you know, negative emotions also, um, such as like disappointment and anger. And so I don't believe that God has called us to ignore our emotions, but we have to have the ability to be good stewards or managers over our emotions, right? So while God gives us these emotions, we have to be very careful and understand that our decisions and our choices should not be based off of our emotions, right? Um, We are to be led by the promptings of the Holy Spirit at all times. And when we allow um, God and the Spirit to have dominion or control over our lives, then we produce fruit that is pleasing to God. Um, And so I'm going to read a scripture really quickly. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law of Moses. That's um, Galatians 5, 16 through 18. 
Um, and it says <laughs> something that I was I was thinking about just now was that we are not free to carry out our good intentions. God does not care about your intentions. Your good intentions don't mean that you are being led by the spirit. Have you ever tried to do something and you know you had good intentions and they turned out a hot mess? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, there are dangers connected to basing decisions and life choices off of our emotions every day. Um, when I think about this, the first thing that always comes to my mind is my show that I love to watch, The First 48 on A&E. Um, if you've never watched The First 48, I love true crime, so I watch like The First 48. Um, my TV stays on Investigation Discovery when I do get a chance to watch TV. And um, I love it, And but a lot of times, especially recently when I watch The First 48, I be crying. Uh, <laughs> Um, just because there's just so much destruction and I really, really, my heart breaks when they have to like notify the families. So if you don't know, if you've never watched the first 48, it's a show that comes on A&E. Um, they follow investigators as they try to solve crimes. Um, the first 48 is like a critical time point after that. They're less likely to solve the crime that occurred. Um, it's usually murder. Sometimes people survive, but most times they don't in the show. Um, and you just kind of follow them and watch, and it is crazy um, because there's always so much destruction, right? Like there's a loss of multiple lives when you consider the victim and the assailant um, who will no longer both have life. And then their children and their family members are left to pick up the pieces because of a single emotional decision that they made or a series of decisions that they made based off of their emotions, right? Um, you know, somebody offended someone else and they decided to shoot them. Like, I, there was one episode where this guy was, um, he was like, they, the guy had spit on him. Something, I can't remember what it was. Um, now, granted, if you spit on me, it's gonna it's gonna take God for me to not. <laughs> but um, the point the point being that most times it is something dumb. Oh, I wanted to buy some weed from this guy. Um, I felt like it wasn't good weed, so I felt like he got over. So I went back and shot him up and shot up the house and shot up everybody in it. Um, I saw one episode, one episode that sticks out in my mind was this lady, um, her ex-boyfriend and her child's father. So her and her child's father were not together. The ex-boyfriend was very possessive and abusive. She had broke up with him. He was mad because he found out that the child's father was over there visiting his son. And he shot that man in broad daylight with his son watching. When I tell y'all, bruh, so when you think about the devastation, right, the now this man has lost his life, the assailant, he's going to jail for the rest of forever, the woman is traumatized because it happened right in front, literally, um, he, she was standing kind of blocking the guy she said and then um her child's father pushed her out of the way and he the, the ex-boyfriend shot him and then the son who saw his dad laying out on the ground um it is crazy to see how our emotions can drive us to do things that are not of god and so while a lot of times our choices aren't that extreme um, we can all think of a situation where we allowed our emotions to lead you somewhere that had no resolve and you had a lot of regret, right? A lot of times we end up looking foolish because we out here sending multiple uh, multiple page text messages, out here writing four page letters, okay? Cussing and fussing and then you find out that you was wrong to begin with. Because you allowed your emotions to overtake you, that you misinterpreted something, that you missed a detail um, because you were too busy, caught up in your feelings, child. 
that is tragic. So now you got to go back and you have to do the apology, the apology tour and make things right. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the show. Look, take a minute to go ahead, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave a review. We love to get feedback from our listeners and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience. So if you have been blessed by God Goals and Girl Talk, if this is your favorite time of the week, is to spend it with me. First of all, God bless you sis, I love you. But take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode and make sure that you leave a review. Now let's get back to the show. I'm not saying that, you know, you will get everything right all the time. Um, Thank God for Jesus so we don't have to do that. But what I'm saying is that we have to do better at managing our emotions, right? In a society where we have so many opinions at our fingertips through social media and on the news, it is so important that we remain in control of our emotions. And we have the power to do this if we submit Um, the authority of our emotions over to the Holy Spirit. So let's go back to Galatians 5. Um, It continues, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful desires, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, which is fighting, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins of the light. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leadings in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Galatians 5, 19 through 26. So the word makes it so clear on, you know, how to one, evaluate if we're living according to the spirit based on the fruit that we see in our lives. Okay. If your life has sexual immorality, impurity, if you're, if you have lustful desires, idolatry, if you're practicing sorcery, if you are always hostile, fighting, jealousy, anger all the like being angry selfish ambition if you got here jealous wild parties other sins of the like that is not the fruit of the spirit and it says anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of god this does not mean that you won't struggle with these things but this means if this is what your life is looking like so if he was like oh yeah that'd be me every day um we got some work to do Right. So um, we are able to evaluate how we are living. This is kind of our ability to um, if you really want to know, like, okay, God, how am I doing? How many things on that list shall fit your life? If there's a lot, we got some things that we need to talk about. Um, and then it also allows us to see that we can experience healthy emotions if we, um, submit ourselves to God. So, you know, we can have love, joy, peace, goodness. Um, and then the one I think that's most important is self-control, right? Some scriptures of this, um, some translation of the scripture says, uh, self-discipline instead of self-control and our flesh does not like the word discipline at all right? Too many of us are out here trying to live in this false sense of freedom based on the world and their values because you're like, oh, I do whatever I want. I'm grown. Okay. Keep that same energy when you see God face to face. Um, So uh, if that is you and you feel like, you know, you don't have to adhere to what God is calling us to in the life that he's calling us to, just know that your freedom was not free, that Jesus paid the price. And 
I love God because he gives us the freedom of choice, but understand that all your choices have consequences. And so you have to really be willing to pay them for the life that you're living now. Um, yeah. So if that is you and you know you out here cutting up, sis, the enemy is playing with your life. You are not free. That is not freedom. Um, but you're stuck in this trap. You know, you're out here, you're constantly fussing and bickering and, you know, on somebody's timeline, cutting up, um, in somebody DMs, cutting up, cussing people out. And you think that, oh, I'm just me. This is that. No, that is not freedom. Okay. That is a trap to keep you away from the things that God has for you, that joy, peace, love, and, and all the things. Um, also cutting up, it just ain't cute. So stop it. Right. Like it's just not, I don't know why we, why like, oh girl, I went off and did a girl, what you said? Like that stuff is not cute. High school, it wasn't cute, but it was a little bit more acceptable because you were a teenager. But if you are grown and you are still doing this, stop, stop it, stop it. We too old for Facebook drama. I literally do not have time. Um, it's embarrassing. Like you're embarrassing yourself. And then those same people that you hyping, like, you know, that are hyping you up, like, oh, tell them how you feel, sis. They then, when you leave, talk about how you crazy in real life. Like, let's just, let's just keep it 100. Like them same people talking about you. Oh, yeah, she always be going off to the, like, you are the topic of conversation when you were not around. In case you didn't know, I'm going to tell you because it used to be me <laughs> in high school, though. Um, yeah, like, don't want to be around nobody like that. Like, we can't go nowhere because you are so temperamental. We don't know how you're going to behave. If somebody look at you, excuse me, like, come on, bro. No, no, no. We need discipline, okay? You need discipline in every area of your life just to have true freedom and success, right? And so y'all know I love definitions. So discipline is defined as training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. It also means to train or to develop by instruction and exercise, especially in self-control. So that means that it's going to take for us to understand what discipline looks like in our life, right? And it's going to help mold and correct um, our mental faculties and our moral character. But then also um, we get the instruction, right? So to train or develop by instruction, the Bible is a whole entire instruction manual. So don't say that God ain't gave you no instructions. You have to open the study guide and read it first, <laughs> right? So this is the, the Bible is the instruction manual. He tells us like, if you are out here with A, B, C, D, and E, that ain't my spirit. Get rid of that. Um, and then, you know, then you have to exercise that. So you have to receive the instructions from God and then you have to exercise. You have to get the instructions and exercise. If not, you're not going to build the strength that it takes to have control over your emotions because it takes strength. Uh-huh, it do. It takes strength and discipline that when somebody says something silly to you, that you don't go smooth off. That happens to me often, especially at work. And it doesn't always, it's not always directed, you know, towards me, but I've had parents, I think I said this on the show, that I had a mom um, with mixed children asked me if all brown kids had a weird body odor because she felt like her kids smelled weird and her nieces and nephew who were not mixed did not. It took the spirit of the living God for me not to let that lady know what I really thought about her, right? But I had to have control over my emotions and I had to ask God to give me the ability to just give her grace and her ignorance and her ignorant statement. And... I had to calm myself down from the inside. Like, girl, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. don't say it, sis. Don't say what you, don't say what's on your tongue because it's not okay. Um, and so you have to be in those situations in order to exercise um, 
that. And even times where I feel like I'm really, really angry, a lot of times I will go back and just reevaluate like, okay, God, what can I do better? Because that did not have a favorable outcome. Um, That did not go in a way that I feel like was a representation of you and the person that you have now grown me to be. So how can I look different? So it's not that you have to get every situation right, that you're going to get every situation right, that you're going to be perfect, but just the fact that you are looking to grow in that area, right? So it is so important that you have this discipline and just know that when you ask God to give you the fruits of the spirit, when you say, hey God, I really want to grow my patience. Just know that he's not going to go into the seasoning cabinet, pull out the jar of patience and sprinkle it on you. That's not what happens. What happens is that he's going to keep putting you in situations where you have to have patience until you finally be like, you know what, God, I see you out here trying to, trying to grow me and my patience. And so what I'm going to do is be patient. He's going to put you in a situation where you are now sharing an office with your annoying coworker. He's going to put you in a situation where, um, you know, you have to extend grace to other people so you can walk in peace. Like he don't just be out here like, oh, let me just two dashes of this little, little, little sugar spice and everything nice. Like that's not, that is not what happens. Um, and so it is very critical just to kind of understand that there's going to be instruction and then afterwards there's going to be an exercise just like in school the teacher brings you the information and then you do the work and then you're tested so there's instruction you do the work where you exercise and kind of grow in this and then you will be tested and if you don't pass the test oh you'll take it again (laughs) and it'll be a different version of the test you left that job because you felt like Um, you know, everybody was attacking you or whatever, but God was really testing you and trying to grow you in your self-discipline, was trying to grow you in some areas so you can gain the fruits of the spirit. And so you're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna quit this job. If you were starting new jobs every three months, it is not the job. It's you. Okay? Okay. Um, If every job you go to, it's always some drama and you always in it. It's not the job. It's you, sis, because you're the common factor and I'm just gonna leave that right there. So, Um, what is also important to understand about self-discipline is that it does not mean that you will not feel these negative emotions. So because, um, I really always try to walk in the fruit of the spirit and I say try because look what Paul say, he's, I be out here trying, bro. And the harder I try, the worse it get. That is paraphrasing. That is the Charlotte living translation, but that's what Paul says. People, I've been trying to do the stuff that I know I'm supposed to do. And the more I try to do stuff I'm supposed to do, it'd be harder. I'd be doing more stuff I ain't supposed to be doing. And I felt him on that. Um, I don't know. I'm going to find the scripture and put that in the reference scripture. That legit is a scripture that Paul talks about. Like, the more I try, the worse I am at this. And haven't we all felt that? <laughs> um, so it doesn't mean that. You know, you're not going to feel angry, that you're not going to feel disappointed, that you're not going to have these negative emotions. Um, Because sometimes I just want y'all to know I get big mad. Okay? Like, sometimes I be out here, what, mad. But let me be clear that we have to have self-control not to sin in our anger. Right? So maybe about uh, two weeks ago, I had a horrific day at work. When I say horrific, I mean everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Somebody did something to where I felt like I was disrespected. And that to me is a trigger point that I really, I do not like feeling like I'm disrespected. I just don't, nobody likes to feel that. But sometimes people are like, no, no, on the inside, I nut give you but like that is that such playing and I don't know why that song always <laughs> always plays in my head but it does um but you can't sit in that anger so for me when I get angry and I understand that I am getting angry I stop talking and I don't want to talk 
because anything that I say out of my mouth, I am now responsible for. So I'm working on me and I'm going to just keep, if somebody tried to come, they're like, I just wanted to, I said, this is not a good time. <laughs> I, I just want to finish the day and get home. I hear you, but this is not a good time for me. Okay. And the nicest way I could, because wow, if you keep talking to me, <laughs> it's not going to end well. <laughs> um, and so it's not that I don't get mad. It's not that I don't get angry. It's just that I have the self-control not to lash out. I have the self-control not to tell them how I really feel. It's like, okay, I'm going to deal with this, which I did. I had a meeting with my boss the following Monday and just was like, look, these things are not okay and they continue to happen to me. Can we come up with a plan to address it? And we did. And so now I don't have to be out here living a life of regret, going and apologizing to 25 million people because I went off because that's what I felt like I was about to do. It had been a really rough week. And then that Friday just was like the straw that broke the camel's back. What does that even mean? I'm gonna look that up later because I sometimes I say these little like things that we all say, but I'm like, the straw that broke the camel's back. Why are we breaking the backs of camels? Okay. Um, but that's what that was. And so I get mad. I was big mad. I when I say I was big mad, I mean I was seething. I mean like, you know the cartoons where there's like steam coming out of your ears? That was me. <laughs> that was me. But you cannot sin in your anger. So the Bible tells us that we can be angry. We just can't sin in our anger. Um, and then there are sometimes when you have what is called a righteous anger or a righteous indignation. And I talk about this. Um, I think I talked about this in September. Um, I did an episode called the money changers mentality. Go back and listen to that. Cause it was a word from the Lord. Um, and I talked about how Jesus had this righteous anger and he was flipping tables and making switches and getting people up out of God's temple. And if you do not know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to that episode. Um, so you can have this righteous indignation. So indignation um, is an anger that is brought about by something that is unjust, unworthy, or mean. So one thing that gets me riled up, um, like a righteous indignation, is like, I don't like bullies. I don't like people who manipulate and I don't like people who are like just straight up bullies and abusers. That junk, whew, ugh, like, again, like if you buck, it's playing in my thoughts. Um, yeah, so that is a righteous indignation because I've, I don't like for people to um, be oppressed. That bothers me a lot. Um, and that's how we honestly should feel like we should have a righteous indignation about um, injustices and sin in the world because Jesus did. Jesus was like, Jesus was mad. Like go back, listen to that money changers mentality. Jesus was triggered and rightfully so because of the level of disrespect that was taking place in his father's house. And he let it be known on more than one occasion. So, you know, it's something that we really, really have to have a good, um, a good sense of, okay, like I call it doing a drill down. So like, what am I mad about and how do I really feel? Um, because while you can have this righteous indignation, right? And the scripture talks about that. There are also so many scriptures in the Bible. And when I say so many, like I have four here that I'm going to, um, four or five that I'm going to go over with y'all. But look, there are so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about the dangers of not having control over your emotions, particularly anger, but all of your emotions, all of them, <laughs> right? So 
Um, let's so let's talk about a couple of them. Okay, so Proverbs sixteen thirty two it says, "Do you want to be a mighty warrior? It's better to be known as someone who is patient and slow to anger. Do you want to conquer a city?" Rule over your temper before you attempt to rule a city. If you cannot control yourself, honey, God is not about to let you be in control of stuff. You can't control you. You flying off the handle. You out here cutting up. No. So it's better to have patience and be one that's slow to anger. It's, do you want? That's how you're a mighty warrior. You out here making all this noise, doing the hand claps, doing the hand motion. Y'all can't see, but I'm doing the hand motion. Y'all know the hand motion with the head tilt. You, that's not being a mighty warrior. You want to be a mighty warrior? It's better to be known as someone who is slow to anger and that is patient. You want to conquer a city? Rule over your temper before you attempt to rule a city. That's Proverbs 16 and 32. Ephesians 4.26, and I'm reading all of these from the Passion Translation. That is my jam right now. I love the Passion Translation, and so that y'all about to get these scriptures in the Passion Translation. Um, Ephesians 4 and 26, it says, don't, but don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not for even a day. And there's another scripture in the Bible that says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So you're supposed to deal with that beef before, before days out. So don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let your anger control you or be fuel for revenge. Not even for a day. Proverbs 19 and 11. It says, a wise person demonstrates patience. For mercy means holding your tongue. When you are insulted, be quick to forgive and forget. For you are virtuous when you overlook an offense. You are virtuous when you overlook an offense. A wise person demonstrates patience. For mercy means holding your tongue. And now I feel really good that when I get really, really angry and I know I don't have nothing productive to say, nothing that's spirit led to say that I don't say nothing. Cause as my Gigi used to tell me, girl, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. And that is because grandmas are straight from God. They be knowing if you ain't got nothing to say. She meant Proverbs 1911. <laughs> if you ain't got nothing to say, don't say nothing. If you don't have nothing nice to say. Matthew 5 and 22 says, but I'm telling you, if you hold anger in your heart toward a fellow believer, you are subject to judgment. And whoever demeans and insults a fellow believer is answerable to the congregation. And whoever calls down curses upon a fellow believer is in danger to being sent to a fiery hell. Hmm? To a fiery hell. You're in danger. If you are out here cussing people, you are in danger. A fiery hell. So don't be out here playing games. Don't be out here playing games. Your emotions will have you sent to hell. It will have you sent to hell. And it's in red in the Bible. So Jesus said it. The New Living Translation says um, in Matthew 5, 22 says this. It says, but I say, if you are even, ang if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought to the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger. You are in danger of the fires of hell. I'm going to go on to 23. It says, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you are, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar, go and be reconciled with that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. When you are when you are on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise, the accuser 
your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to an officer and you will be thrown in prison. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you've paid the last penny. Look here. Your anger will have you in the fiery pits of hell. We cannot be ruled by our emotions. Um, so not having your control, like not having control of your emotions will lead you down basically just a path of destruction. And that's what the enemy wants. Um, scripture tells us that he walks around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And because of this, we have to be on the lookout or what the Bible calls being sober and vigilant. Um, and so I'm going to leave with this scripture. It says, if you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. Be well balanced and always alert, because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles you endure. And then, your, after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory with, in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in a place and build you up. And he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. That's 1 Peter 5, um, 6 through 11 in the Passion Translation. Hey guys, it's your girl, Sharla Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so now that we've talked about our emotions, we talked about the fruit of the spirit versus the fruit of our flesh. Um, we talked about the dangers of not having control over our emotions, both in the physical world and in the, you know, in the spiritual world. Because ain't nobody trying to go to hell. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, Y'all know I love to make it practical. Um, and so I never want to talk about something on here and not give you a, at least an example of how to use it. Um, so sometimes it's not like direct instructions, but it's just like, okay, this is how I've navigated through this. And I do that because it just makes it more practical um, and more, I don't want to say more real, but sometimes I feel like people try to outdate the Bible like it doesn't apply to our life today and I like to prove that God's word is timeless and that he lives in what he says and he said what he said and he speaks to us through his word um, and so I know that when I'm able to show practically how to apply these principles that it makes it just a little bit easier for us to say okay God Thank you for that set of instructions because everybody just don't have it to be in here understanding. And so that's why I like that. I don't know why I just gave y'all that spiel, but y'all got it. Um, so look, I am excited because the Holy Spirit gave me this amazing system. Um, and just, I love it, um, on how to process your emotions and emotional situations. So. The first thing that we have to do is to resist the urge 
to feel like we have to react right away to every little thing, okay? That is not part of really like the system, but that really like popped in my spirit. Like you do not have to address everything right away. So remember when I was telling y'all about that day on Friday? Did you hear me say that I waited till Monday to talk to somebody about it? Okay? Like, I had to sit on that. I had to digest it. I had to dissect it. The, the key to this working is knowing that you do not have to react to everything right away all the time. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Stop feeling this way. Stop feeling like you have to get the last word in all the time. Okay? Some of us really need to practice the spirit of shut up. Just stop talking. Don't say nothing. Don't make no faces. Just, okay, God, let me get up out of here. <laughs> okay, God, let me go. Because we are responsible for everything we say, right? Like, I'm going to be held accountable for every word that comes out of my mouth. I also, you know, consider the fact that I'm supposed to be out here representing God. And so I could have gotten mad at work. Like, now people still were like, oh, my gosh, Charlotte, I've never seen you so quiet. I've never seen you so, like, just like, mm -mm, don't just let me be and that's fine right so they know I'm human because a lot of times I'm out here listening to worship music laughing giggling we out here doing the hip-hop here go 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 who's next okay like like that is the attitude that I like to have at work and work can be tough and busy but I try to if I'm gonna be here for eight hours I really need to enjoy it um but that day I was not so people were like man I've never seen you like that I was like I know I had I was dealing with myself and letting God deal with me because had I opened my mouth, hmm, it would not have been good. And then I'm not being a representation of God. It's in that one moment. It's the one day that I don't come in <laughs> listening to worship music or what. Like it, we know that, and so you have to at all times to remember. Like, am I about to ruin my witness over something that is not that is my flesh because my pride is cutting up because I'm trying to. Uh, because I'm in my feelings. How about that? So you have to, again, take the advice of my Gigi. And she said, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Um, so let's get into this, into this system. Okay. When you are feeling um, upset or dealing with a situation where you're feeling angry or disappointed or anxious, whatever the case may be, you have to analyze and feel. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about the first part. When you take the opportunity to analyze, it gives you um, the ability to do that drill down that I was talking about. You really have to find what is at the root of your feelings. Okay, where is your anxiety coming from? Is it because you really are unsure if God's going to come through for you. Okay? Because if that's the case, then that's a trust issue that's not anxiety. And so now we can deal with it appropriately. Where is your anger coming from? Is it really because you're feeling embarrassed or you're feeling betrayed? Okay? That's a hurt issue. We can deal with that appropriately. So during your analysis of your feelings... You have to be honest with God and you really have to be honest with yourself. This is not the time for you to be like, oh, can't nobody hurt me? Like, no, people be hurting your feelings, boo. And that's why you be cutting up. You have to really get to the root and do that drill down. So when I talked to my boss and when I really sat down and I was like, okay, Charlotte, what happened? Why were you so angry? It really all came down to the fact that I felt like I was not being valued, right? And what echoed that? What what lies did the enemy tell me that week? Um, you know, because somebody came and asked me a question and I said no, and then they did it anyway, right? That was disrespectful. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the person in place of authority. So you undermined my authority. Okay. So I'm like, is that my pride or do I just feel like I'm not being valued. My schedule be crazy. 
nobody's checking my schedule and I float. So it makes my job harder and nobody's ensuring that I'm not having to deal with all of these scheduling issues on top of doing my job. Nobody's, nobody has a system in place. And so I, at, at the root of all of my anger and frustration was I felt like y'all don't value me here. And so when I talked to my boss on Monday, I was able to say, you know, I really think that Friday was just a culmination of me not feeling valued. And she said, why do you feel that way? And I was able to say, well, this happened. Okay, give me the names. We'll address that because that should not happen with the person I said no and they did it anyway. She's like, that should not happen. So give me, give me, the, give me the, the deets and we'll deal with that. Okay, what we'll do with your schedule is this. And then let me get you your schedule for the rest of the year. And so I was able to deal appropriately with um, what I had going on. And now I feel better than I did on that day. And so you really have to be honest with yourself, right? I could have been mad, like, I can't believe such and such came in here, blah. I felt like that in the beginning, but honestly, it just was like, this is a cluster and I do not like this. And I really feel like nobody is respecting my authority. I'm not valued here. And this is making my job much more harder than it has to be. That was really what was at the root of it. Me not feeling valued, me feeling hurt because I didn't feel valued. So once I saw that, then I was able to give God my hurt in exchange for his peace. Okay, so you have to do that drill down. Most people aren't really even truly angry. There's always something below the surface. You're angry because that's how you express that. But honestly, like, are you hurt? Are you sad? Are you scared? Um, are you feeling unsure about yourself? A lot of anxiety is a trust issue. Is God really going to do what he said he's going to do for me? Um, and once you do that that analysis and you do that drill down, you are able to appropriately deal with it. So it's important that you're honest with yourself and with God because um, I want to say it was Sarah Jakes Roberts who has said this and it really struck me was that God can't bless you where you pretend to be. He can only bless you. But if you don't allow him into the situation, if you don't give him all the details of the situation, you'll be there. So once you find the root of like the root thing that is really causing these emotions, you are able to go to the Bible and see what God has to say about it, right? Um, in the back of the Bible, there's a list of subjects. It's almost like an index. It's called the concordance. There are, um, I use the... I used to have a couple Bibles, but the I know the Joyce Meyer Bible for everyday living in the back, there's a concordance and it talk it lists lists out anxiety, anger, these scriptures, emotions, these scriptures. It has all of these topics, and you can just go through and read what God says about these things. And if you're anything like me, because I have to have the context, you'll make it through about the second scripture and then you're reading the whole story, you got a whole word, God just snatched your life, got your edges, gave you a read, all the things. Um, and so it's really, really important that you um, you do that. So let's go back to that uh, example of, okay, I'm feeling anxious, right? Um, because I'm not really sure. If, and that's like, you can say that to God. Like, God, I know your words is that you're not a man that you should lie, but honestly, I don't. I don't see it. I'm I'm feeling I'm having an issue trusting what you say. Help me with that. <laughs> right? Like I need help because I'm not trusting what you say and I know that your word says this um but I'm feeling anxious because honestly I don't trust you like that. That seems very harsh and you may feel like God would be offended, but just remember that God is not like us. He's going to he's He's going to, like a good father, right? Um, something funny just popped into my head, but it's not appropriate for this moment. Um, but like a good father, he's going to say, okay. And then he'll either have you start checking his resume 
shameless plug for my journal where you go back through and you see all the times okay god you did it for me here you did it for me there like if I'm gonna get on here one day and just tell y'all some of the shenanigans that I put myself in that God brought me out of. Um, and so it's so important that we are honest with God because he knows, but unless we bring it to him, he's not going to force his way in. So he knows, God, I'm having a hard time trusting you and I'm feeling anxious, right? So you go to the concordance and you look up anxiety and you go to Philippians 4. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So once we find out what God says about how we're feeling, um, you then have to make sure you remind your flesh of that, right? So you're feeling anxious. Okay. You need to be reading Philippians four, six through seven. So that was the passion translation that I read, but, um, I can't remember what the translation that I remember it is, is to be anxious for nothing, but in all things, you like, you pray about everything. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard our heart and guard our minds. But I love that it says that he, that we give our faith-filled requests. Tell him every detail of your life. So that goes back to, you know, what you're struggling with. So once you see what God says about how you're feeling, you need to remind yourself of that. Right, so you want to write down these scriptures and you want to read and meditate on them day and night. The Bible tells us that we have to make every thought captive and obey Christ. That's in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. So it's important that you take the time to analyze your feelings. So the first thing that you do, analyze. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sus, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different names and character of God and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards just like you would build your own resume it is so cool it's so fun and God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life y'all he been out here saving us okay get the journal get in a position and a posture of gratitude i pray that it blesses you you need to get it now let's get back to the show second thing you have to do is feel okay feel your feelings sis. that's what you have to do um and i mean that literally and figuratively Feel your feelings. If you want to cry, then cry. If you are angry and the way that you get out your anger is that you got a punching bag at home, like a legit punching bag, don't be out here making people your punching bag or none of that. But you have like, you, you're able to process that through working out, then go to the gym, go for a walk, clear your head, do those practical things. Um, and then also make sure that you analyze and feel. So, um, you know, I be crying <laughs> when I'm angry. 
<laughs> when I'm happy, <laughs> when I'm sad, tears be my tears, tears be out here. Um, and it's all good because Jesus wept. Jesus cried. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me tell you how to do the work to feel. Okay, so feel is an acronym that God gave me. So, first things first. Find a quiet space and set the atmosphere. So that's F. Find a quiet space and set the atmosphere. So you can do this through playing worship music or prophetic worship music. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to um, some prophetic worship music on YouTube that I like to use. Um, But you need a space and the opportunity to address your feelings without interruption. Right? So here's the thing. I know that everybody's in different spaces in their life. So right now I have these dogs. I don't have kids yet. But even if you have kids, you need to make sure that you take the time to analyze and feel because you don't want them being negatively impacted with emotions that you haven't dealt with yet. So, you know, this process can take 10 minutes, five minutes. You can do it on your way home, you know, whatever the case may be. But you need to make sure that you analyze and feel. So the first... um, Step is F, find a quiet space and set the atmosphere, right? So you need that space and opportunity to address your feelings without interruption. And um, you also want to make room for God to meet you right where you are at the time. Sometimes you think that you have to have these deep prayers and that's great. But sometimes I be like, God, help me. That is, he honors that. He hears you. God, help me. I need help. I'm angry. I'm angry because this. Senior spirit. Because the spirit of Nuck and Buck is here. And that's not okay. (laughs) Right? So, the first F, find a quiet space, set the atmosphere. Or F. E, evaluate the situation. So, you've already analyzed your feelings, but you need to evaluate the situation and make sure that you are being objective. So what objective means is that you are um, basically dealing with facts only. (laughs) Uh, So it means expressing or dealing with facts or conditions as perceived without being distorted by personal feelings, prejudices, or interpretations. Um, So this is a term that we use in the medical field so I can have objective data which is like your height your weight um your what your labs tell me that's stuff that is objective and then there are things that are subjective right you tell me how bad your head hurts or you tell me where the pain is or you tell me that you are feeling dizzy there's no way for me to measure how dizzy you're feeling but you said that you were dizzy so that's subjective data So when you are evaluating the situation, you need to be objective. What really happened? Did he call you fat or did he say you shouldn't have that second scoop of ice cream and you were in your feelings and he was like, oh, so you calling me fat? That is not, (laughs) that's not what he said, right? So get the facts only and evaluate what happened. Get the facts only and evaluate what happened. So you already analyzed your feelings. And so that will help you be objective because now you've given those feelings to God. You've exchanged them for peace. You've exchanged them for joy. You've exchanged them for love. You've left them at the foot of the cross. You're not picking them back up. And so now we can look at the situation objectively. Okay, so evaluate the situation. Second E, examine God's word. Go back to the Father. Ask yourself, was what happened a principal issue or was it an issue of preference? So principal meaning like, did they attack who you are and who God says you are, right? Like if, um, I'm trying to come up with an example. Give me one Holy Spirit. Okay, say that you are... Um, with a group of people who you believe to be your friends and they know that you're saved and they know that you are trying to walk your life out for Christ and they decide they want to go to the strip club 
because this has happened to me. <laughs> um, they they decide they want to go to the strip club, and you're like, "Look, I'm not going." Okay, you could be upset and feel like, "Man, I can't believe that they would decide to da da da." They know how I am. Blah 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 blah. Um, but as long as ain't nobody tripping with you, that's a preference thing, right? You should probably find new friends. Um, but that's a preference thing. Like they wanted to go, you didn't go and there wasn't any beef. But if they decided to talk about you and ridicule you because you didn't want to go, okay, now that is a principal issue because you're coming for my walk. And if you're coming for me and God, we got a problem. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to y'all. Um, so the principal issue is, are they coming for your core values? A preference issue is like, um, okay, let's go back to the ice cream. Did you really want the second scoop of ice cream? So you were tripping, but you asked that man to hold you accountable with your weight loss and you doing better? And so when he tried to say, hey girl, you shouldn't have that second scoop of ice cream, he was really just doing what you asked him to do. And now you mad because he came for your flesh. And so we're gonna examine God's word and we're gonna say, okay God, what does the Bible say about gluttony? Because I really wasn't even hungry like that. I just really wanted the ice cream. <laughs> What's the Bible say about gluttony? Were you being gluttonous? Right? So when you examine the situation against God's word, it basically removes like you being right or wrong and it just allows righteousness to come in and be shown. So when um, recently me and my husband, that is like what we decided we're gonna do if we have a conflict because conflict happens in every relationship. So okay, if we got an issue, let's go to the word and see what God says about it. And wh whatever he says goes. So then it takes out, okay, I'm right, you're wrong, you're you're right, I'm wrong. It's like, what did God say? Okay, let's be obedient to that. So you want to examine God's word. And then lastly, you want to leave it at God's feet, right? So we are to cast every care to the Lord. And some situations are not going to have a resolve right away, um, but we need to ensure that we leave our negative emotions at the feet of the cross um, because that's where they belong. Right, that scripture earlier said that we, um, we crucify crucify our flesh. Right, we we tack on our sinful nature. We 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 nail it to the cross. So you know we always need to make sure that um, we leave our negative emotions at the feet of the cross because that's where they belong, and that's where it helps us stay in the will of God, where we continue to walk in the spirit and we need to make sure that we posture our hearts for forgiveness um, because one that's because what that's what God calls us to do but two if you don't forgive people God is not gonna forgive you and that's in the Bible so there mm -mm. so you want to allow God to do the work that we cannot do and so um, just remember these his kids <laughs> like the people that are making you mad these are his kids and can't nobody check them better than the Lord because he made them. How about that? So when you are dealing with your emotions, you want to analyze your emotions. So analyze and feel, find a quiet place and set the atmosphere, evaluate the situation, examine God's word and leave it at God's feet. Y'all see what I did there? Feel, F-E-E-L, find, evaluate, examine, leave. Okay. I know I'm a nerd job, but I love acronyms. Um, so uh, as you continue to practice how to analyze and feel, then you will get better at controlling your emotions and not allowing your emotions to control you. And that honestly is just the true freedom in Christ. Like the level of unbothered I have grown to love and enjoy is because of the peace that I exchange my negative emotions for um, when I get, you know, when I give these situations to God, when I take the time to analyze and feel, right? Do not make it think like do not think that it makes you look weak. Um, if you say, hey, I need some time to process my feelings and I can't give you a proper response right now. Can I take some time or for you to say, hey, I was really hurt by how this happened. Those things are not weak. 
And I think that people are like, oh, I'm real. But you don't honestly be saying how you really feel. You may give some kind of um, flesh-filled <laughs> response, but it's not how you truly feel. You, you're really feeling hurt. And you're like, what you're not about to do is disrespect me. Right. So there's a time and a place to deal with that. But what I'm saying is like truly expressing your emotions and dealing with them takes so much more strength than cussing somebody out and being out here um, knocking and bucking and ready to fight. Okay, so like because I've done both, honestly, and I'm telling you that the first choice is harder. It's harder to really express my my feelings because then we have to look at ourselves why am i feeling this way um so the first um the first choice is harder but it has much better results and isn't that how things really go right like you shouldn't eat that ice cream and you really should be going to the gym and that it's harder in the beginning to tell your flesh, nah, sis, we're not about to eat this pralines and cream from Baskin Robbins because that's what I love. We're not about to eat this. We're about to go for a walk. And in the beginning, it's hard. It does not feel good. You're like, this is awkward to me. Um, but the more that you practice it, the more familiar it will become. And then you have much better results. Your hemoglobin A1C, which is your labs for diabetes, is amazing. You look snatched. Your edges are flourishing. You're drinking water. But it took you hard work and discipline to get there. Um, so make sure that you're out here and really taking the time to analyze and feel. Um, go back through and study these scriptures and see what God has to say about anger. Go back and do that kind of self-check and see, are you really um, producing fruit of the spirit? Are you producing fruit of your flesh? And if so, go to God, repent. He's such a gracious God that he will... Um, He'll honor that, man. Like, he be doing something he don't have to do. And that's really why he's the best. Um, like, you can be out here cutting up, but once you know it and you address it and you want to do better, um, you have to ask God to give you that strength every day. So I pray that this episode blessed y'all. It was longer than I thought it was going to be, child. But here we are. I wanted to get everything out that God had me to get out. Um, and so I really pray that this blessed y'all. I pray that y'all are able to implement these strategies and that you don't be in your feelings like that. Okay. So, um, as always, remember to love God, love people and love yourselves. Okay. Okay. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.